Hello, welcome back to TVI Podcast. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Welcome back. Hope everyone's good. Hope everyone's safe in lockdown. Strong immune systems. (laughs) Get that vitamin D down you, mate. Get it down, you get that D. Wait for the the vaccines come in, mate. Bill Gates has got his microchips in it. They're ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) They're ready to be assembled. At this point, you could put a fucking... Honestly, I know it's all nonsense, but if they said no, actually... You could put a CCTV in my room. (laughs) On my fucking head. (laughs) Attach it to my face. GoPro. If it meant I could just travel freely, mate. Knock yourselves out. But um, anyway, I hope it was lovely though when it's like this. I was up there the other day, and it's um, it's nice and eerie. We went around the other day. Me and Hannah had to go into uh, Aldwych to the Australian Embassy um, to to sort out Twyla's Australian passport, and uh, just then we went for this massive walk through town, walk through Covent Garden, everything. It was lovely. It's nice. Yeah. I know, obviously, it's there's the, the a sad... takeaway coffee, sit on a bench, sad, people yeah. watch. We got a nice coffee. It was, I know it's sad, the reason that London is so quiet, but it is, it's a lovely... I love London anyway, but being able to walk freely around it without it being surrounded, full of tourists, I know it sounds yeah. horrible, but fucking they do fill it up, didn't they? In it, man. But anyway, what we're it's... saying is we hope everyone's all right. Um, this episode, this, uh, this is a fun episode. We've got Shappy or Sandy. I True. thought you literally thought you were going to just come in. There I was with just some about to. I had a suck of my vape. <laughs> um, the excellent, just... funny, lovely. She's great, isn't she? Yeah. We have a, do you know what I really liked about this episode? Um, not just uh, that it's really funny, uh, and she's a great guest. You know, I've known Shappy for years. She's an excellent a conversationalist as well as a, com- a great comedian. But yeah, we actually talk about some things that I had no idea about, like, you know. We talk quite a bit about the twelve step program, which twelve steps of recovery. You're, you're an expert in, which sounds like am. an insult. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the UK's leading expert on the twelve step program, but no, for sponsorship. Yeah, but no, but actually, it's one of them things I know a little bit about from a few people, including you. But I've never actually fully heard, like, got into it and actually got to understand it a bit. So this one. We sort of talk a bit about that in a fun, light-hearted manner. And uh, nice. it is really, I thought it was really interesting. So people will laugh, they'll enjoy it, but they'll also learn a lot. Um, and if they are people that are maybe looking, <laughs> maybe teetering on the edge, they might maybe find Get out. Get in my what, DMs and I'll yeah. uh, help you with your rock bottom. <laughs> I mean, all of that sounded creepier than I think you meant it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, it's a great episode. You're in for a treat. Uh, thanks to all our patrons who've signed up. They get they get an extra bits and bobs, extra episodes, little catch ups, uh, and they get the videos of the episodes. You know, a week before how... they're released, you yeah, get a the full video. I think they get. I think we tend to aim to do a couple of catch up like episodes a week just on Patreon. So that's probably averages about. They get about six to eight extra things a month. Which is sign up, not isn't bad, it? isn't it? For a couple of quid a month, it's for the good. smallest amount. Unless you, if you're a, if you're a G, mate, you can ch- you can chuck us a bit more. But 
There's no limit on the. You can't go too high, I don't think. Have we got a limit? Yeah. I don't know. Is there one where you can just set your own amount? Imagine one person just chucked us an absolute fortune. They were will just, age. Just in a will. Somebody, <laughs> some listener dies and just, just give leaves. us a, their house. <laughs> Beaconsfield. So, hi guys, welcome to TVI, coming from TVI <laughs> Mansions. TVI <laughs> so I, I, Towers. Yeah. Uh, no, but basically what we're saying is, uh, you know, if you do want to get some extra stuff, sign up. But uh, we're still doing, the normal episodes are going out weekly anyway. So if you can't, if you're short of cash. You won't even notice it going out. They don't even notice it going out their bank. <laughs> <laughs> Julian says that as a man. Sounds like he's fucking squirrelling money. <laughs> In order of his finances. <laughs> Complete control. Mate, I had, um, I checked my direct debits. This was about nine months ago. And I found a phone insurance policy that was going out every month. It was like six quid that I'd been paying. Uh, that was for a phone that I had five years ago. And I'd not, I'd forgotten it was going out. So that's... You know, six quid's not a lot a month, but you work that out over five years. Yeah. Fucking madness. It's like, what's that? Sibs. 23 quid. What, over five years? Oh, this, no, I'm really. talking monthly. <laughs> we're talking hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So what we're and saying is... you can't is, get it back? No, because it's my own fault for not cancelling the policy. Oh, mate. It's just like, what I'm saying is, it's very easy to forget money going out of your account. So why not choose us to be that person that you forget <laughs> about? And in five years' time, you're like, I'm still paying to those two guys that are now in prison for embezzlement. <laughs> <laughs> you're helping the arts, though. We always put the money back into the um, business. <laughs> back into the arts. You're helping the arts. I think... Um, you're helping the arts. The amount of episodes... By equipment. Overwhelmingly paedophile discussions we buy t-shirts we buy equipment <laughs> anyway uh what we're saying is thanks to our patrons for being part of that community it's a nice bunch of people as well whenever right. we do and, and little catch-ups and stuff with patrons on Join Zoom, the community they're a lovely bunch of people you could be part of those but if not you don't i don't feel pressured just kick back and enjoy this episode with shappy Sandy. thank you sign for this. up now <laughs> I need an NC. I'm recorded. <laughs> yes, I okay. I'm worried that any NCTP. <laughs> no, we were just talking uh, just before I hit record. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Carl Donnelly here. Julian Francis Dean. And guest Shappy Corsandy, all the way. From, are you? Where are you at the minute? Oh, are you in West? I'm in London? Ealing. I'm you in are. Ealing, West London. Because you do, do you, you? You have a. You have. You sometimes are on the Isle of Wight. You have a house in the Isle I, of Wight. Um, yes, yes. I did. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And um, with my wages, I bought <laughs> wages. a house on the Isle of Wight. I got wages. It's rare that you I hear comedians house. talk about, or anyone talk about <laughs> TV money as wages. It's normally a fee. Well, do you know what? I I think. Number one, I'm so excited about being on your podcast. This is only one of two podcasts that I've asked to be on. <laughs> I've like, please, please, guys. You didn't ask outright. It, it was you just you kept Thank tweeting you. about it. I is, kept. I, oh, come it on. As a, as a, as Who, who's the Who's the other one? Oh, it was uh, Brett Goldstein's films to be buried oh, that, with. That oh. is a good podcast. Annoyingly, yeah. Brett asked me to do that a while ago. 
uh, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's we'll sort it out. You know, I think I just had the baby, and like, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll sort it out at the time. And in the meantime, it's blown up and it's really massive. And I think oh. I'm not well known enough to go on his podcast. <laughs> oh no, but so I asked correct. directly. I, oh, I don't think you? I'm well known enough, but I, I, I just asked directly. I said, listen, I listen to it all the time, and I'm such a film fanatic. I would let me on, so he did, and we did it at the beginning of lockdown, and it took a full hour for for me to work out how to do the record because oh, I was so God. and like so like with you guys I just plugged it in with my son's headphones I mean my easy. son's lair we like to keep but, it simple you know what I mean it's easy it? <laughs> I learned so much about Brett Goldstein in that hour he is the most patient man he is actually, could, he's a lovely man isn't he Brett? like uh, a monkey could have done it quicker <laughs> than I did it was I felt so sure like my face was burning I'm saying I'm saying it goes right what you need to do and it was just literally a matter of plugging something into something but I overthought it yeah. I overthought my tech it's, um, but yes it's but tricky. I did get wages I think it's about saying wages is I'm trying to be I'm deliberately trying to get more business-like yes because money's so tight now um and I don't know about you but I think because comedy is so much fun and so much like oh oh my god you're gonna you're letting me do this i always felt like the money that we got from it like i'd won it yeah totally and, and i remember speaking to sarah pasco about this once like if you come from a background where there's no money and then you make money out of something you love you you, you haven't learned like if you've got parents who have money they sort of know how to manage money oh, definitely and i had no idea how to manage money at all um, and now I'm trying to get more businesslike because I may otherwise lose my house. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's why I call it wages now. So yeah, I respect it I definitely, it more. I'd say, yeah, I mean, me and Julian are probably similar in terms of backgrounds. Like, I did, I'm so shit with money just because my parents are dog shit with money. Like, my dad same, is, I'd same. argue, one of the worst role models financially for anyone oh. I've ever met like he taught he did not he, he taught me everything you shouldn't do with money like my parents wow. live in a, my parents live in a council flat in two in Broadway and my it's what well, it's privately owned but they get you know it's all housing yeah. benefit paid for um my dad was working uh, back in the late 70s when they, they first lived there uh he was working as a carpenter doing all right uh, he got offered to buy that. They, they said you can buy the place. You know, it was that help to buy. What's it called? The when right Thatcher, to buy. Right to yeah. buy. It. I ain't wasting my money on this Absolutely. amazing investment. They got offered a like, better like, things to spend my money on, mate. Yeah, a flat in two in Broadway, which you know was pretty you know rough and ready at the time, and stayed that way until about fifteen years ago. I think they got offered it for twenty thousand pounds. Oh my god! And I reckon now it's very dated and old, and like you know, I reckon the people that own it the company that owns it cannot wait for my parents to die because they will <laughs> they are going to fix it up and sell it for Flying about six hundred thousand pounds or something mental but you don't yeah, need my... a mask today mr and mrs donnelly <laughs> join the ma anti-mask protests my dad is just my dad genuinely was like oh you know it's it's a lot of money to it's like yeah, but it's about fucking investing your stupid old Invert, yeah. yeah well my dad is a um he's a poet right so you know so great with money and, <laughs> so really... notoriously financially stable <laughs> And then, and then, and then, take a poet, put him in exile. So, oh my god! But the thing is, he's he's really well known. 
and like beloved and there's no reason why he couldn't have made money the way other writers in exile have done from Iran but he has this thing of like doing stuff for no money like he instilled in me that it's so much nicer not to charge people <laughs> for something that you do to them so for, for them so I would babysit at 15 and he would say to me Shappy don't charge them oh my God. because they are a young couple they want to go out it's it is very oh, difficult so let them go so i'd be 15 and if someone gave me money for babysitting i'd go oh no 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 i couldn't possibly and so i would like i started stand up and then i would do gigs and found out that everyone was getting paid except for me because i'd be like oh no that's fine i just want the experience oh, and it's like God. oh you dickhead and I'm still a, I'm, I still fight that instinct to say. I did it early doors. No, in thank you. I did it in lockdown. When we normally Zoom... pay. We normally pay guests. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but you have to set your stall out. Um, Honestly, nice I, I'd rather not get paid. I'm first... just happy to have people to talk to. But yeah, you know, when Zoom gigs first started during like the early part of lockdown back in like April May. Um, I got offered some and they were like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we'll be able to sort you out a little fit. And I, I just did loads for free. I just like, I went, no, nah, don't worry about it. You know, it's, I know everyone's, and in my head, it was based on the optimism that lockdown was going to last until like June and then we'll be back You've to set North. a precedent now. Yeah. And <laughs> they keep getting you in, headliner. But, <laughs> but I genuinely. <laughs> Missile spots getting more. <laughs> but I just thought, because I thought we'd be back to normal so quick. And at that point, I wasn't t worried about my financial situation. And then flash yeah. forward till the end of the year, and I'm suddenly like, fuck, I could have done with that £45 yeah. door split on a Zoom gig. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Like opening emails that in, <laughs> I wouldn't have opened before. Oh, God. And just like anything, anything. Yes, I will do literally anything. And just sort of thinking about other ways to make money. So me and my neighbour went a bit mad in the first lockdown, and we sort of thought if we pool our resources and Get try and buy the least... cocaine. <laughs> 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 you see you are you have so much more business now than me <laughs> Julian. oh anyway we just um thought we'd buy the lease of this coffee shop that um oh. down the end of my road it's a good cover isn't it a coffee shop <laughs> and then uh just, someone I mean, pointed out that it might I, not be the best business well, yeah, i was gonna say you know i'm not i'm not a <laughs> i'm not a dragon's den guru but <laughs> i reckon uh, hospitality has been somewhat uh affected yeah. by the current pandemic but you know what though i have to say like i don't know if this is quite a british thing or what, like or even even talking about money we're all having to talk about money in lockdown and that's not what we normally do no not at all like mm. i i normally like um there's a very sort of i think this is quite an iranian thing as well like so private about how much money you have or what you can afford or what you can't afford and in lockdown i think that um we're all are talking openly about needing Screenshot it in our bank balances <laughs> i'm all right jack <laughs> tweeting them <laughs> i think that it is, anyway. there is something to be said for the the positives of it has forced people to just not be i know i don't know i i think people need to have wound their necks in a bit as well about you know you don't want to be boasting at this time you know some people if you're doing well at this period of time which is rare you know, there's yeah. going to be. I think people are a bit more. I'll wind my neck in. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? wind it in yeah. <laughs> with your chair that you found in a skip. <laughs> wind your neck in. Mate. 
I actually found I, it outside a mansion, but okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I found, skit, yeah. I have found so much of my furniture in a skip. Well, e Ealing, because you don't know, I live in nor like just north of Ealing, like northwest London, and I do think this part of the a part of London is the best part for street furniture Skipping. that you're going to find. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I've got loads great. of bits. Round here is great because all oh, like black heaps nice as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only I quite like unique pieces just finding <coughs> them, but I've only done it once with this. <laughs> I mean, I'm no upholsterer, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you've draped that yellow cloth around your chair. planning to upholster it like the whole, and then I just realize you can't do that. <laughs> I realize I'm not skillful. <laughs> Upholstery. You just need a stapler, babe. Just a stapler. Oh, God, true. I haven't yeah. called someone babe for months. I just called you babe. Sorry. Do you know um, what I loved about like that it. little insight into your life, Julian, is that you called it a piece. Yeah. 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 Some people <laughs> call their clothes a piece, like Gok One. Yes. I saw something when he talked about top. He goes, this piece. And I thought, I'm going to call my old Primark T-shirts pieces. I yeah, I don't. I think piece is, you can only use that if it's an auction and you're selling art. <laughs> I think that's my yeah, yeah, yeah. personal. Or, like, or, and, or, or furniture, if you were selling an antique <coughs> yeah, in an auction or something. This piece, I don't think you're allowed to use it. Over or a chair you find outside a house. Yeah. Um, can I sit, because um, Julian, I don't want to... Uh, big myself up too much but I'm a really good upcycler can I have a look underneath the cloth at your piece um you know what it's not great it's I mean, not great it's, podcasting it's, it's is it, it. <laughs> I just um... show it because it'll be available on patreon and it'll get oh, it, you know to what? sign it, up it's, to it's see Julian isn't it and you don't want us to know you know what it's, it's outside worried about all the, all the jizz stains on it <laughs> <laughs> it's got an actual it's um it's the most comfortable chair I've ever sat okay. in. It's about that much from the ground, super cushioned. Just show us. Yes, it's not. Oh, uh, okay. So not it's not. It's all. yeah. It's not an upcyclable thing. I thought it might be wooden. No, it has got. Um, oh, so I shouldn't have took. Weird that stain where the head goes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> where the guy died of COVID. <laughs> Seventeen days later. Oh no, I'm coughing. This is you really help bad. Help the curve go up. <laughs> oh don't. Oh, um, but yeah, I I'm a big. I like a bit of upcycling as well. My garden's full of bits I've made, or or sort of. I found Ooh. some benches and turned <laughs> like turned them into nicer benches and things. And I think yeah. it's nice. It's really, you know, there is definitely. I've got a rocking chair that I found outside a house locally. That that was the first time inside I was like inside a house. Inside, yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> I just found it. They in were in the garden having a barbecue. Found it, a, found it just in an open van that said removable. <laughs> but um, it was, and it's a bit squeaky. They obviously threw it out because it's too squeaky. But I managed to get the squeak down a bit, but it's still a little bit. It's I, had I a think... volume on it, a little volume. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, you know, I do think things that are going to live in the house, you have to be a bit more wary because they are, you know, kids and that, yeah. Yeah, you just got, you know, I'm not somebody who's scared of bacteria or germs as such, but you don't want to bring something that's filthy into your house. I did bleach this whole thing, by the way, properly. Yeah. 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 <coughs> do you know, can I just say, I, I'm, I've, just before I came on with you two, I got a message to say that there's covid in my daughter's class and now i've started to cough oh, do you shit. think as as doctors do you yeah. think that this is psychosomatic probably no. um 
No, I mean, I mean, is... have... <laughs> I've said that I mean, way too confidently. I mean, there's, there's definitely something going around. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> when you said it's in your daughter's school, does that mean yeah, it's in, in her, her class, class or actually yeah. in her class? Well, that means, yeah, surely that means lesson. that means you've got it, surely, doesn't it? I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but. I don't know. Eventually, every know. one well, of them kids now has well, they're it. In, I don't think it's in her bubble. They're in bubbles of six at okay. school. I don't think it's in her actual bubble. But, oh, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> it's okay. We'll be all, we'll all be fine. There'll be. I yeah. think there's a vaccine out this afternoon. And also, you're not high risk. You're a healthy person. Mm. You go running. Am I? I do go running. Yeah. I've just, started running. I've just started running this week uh, for the first time since since I decided to do it at the start of the first lockdown. And uh, I've been out for three runs in the last five days. It's well, I forgot how nice it is. It's nice. What do you listen to when you run? Do you I've listen been listening to, to a podcast called uh, Rabbit Hole, which is by New- the New York Times, and it's it's currently oh. it's an it's a series mm-hmm. about how YouTube uh, radicalizes people, just yes, but, by does. not on purpose, but by the yeah. fact that the AI creates echo chambers for people to only sort of listen to what they're starting to really get into and it's sort of they just it pushes do you ever on. worry that that you're susceptible to being radicalized or are we all susceptible no, i'm i sometimes... i don't think i am i i can see how people are but i don't think I and am. if anyone would be julian spends i mean how much time do you spend on youtube compared to the most i spent you yeah a lot of time yeah i, watch see, a I lot never of i never controversial ever watch things left thing far <clears> left far right but i do try and balance it i don't so, think i could be radicalized no, I wouldn't say having that. Yeah, you know, rise think... up, white knights. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Another fallen soldier. <laughs> uh, but no, I because I yeah I I don't know I don't think I'm susceptible. But also I do protect myself by not what I never watch YouTube. If I'm watching YouTube, it's once in a week where I want to watch an old music video or something. For yeah. Me. But you know I also yeah I think I'm quite. I watch a lot of exercise of my own stuff, mental honest, health. Like like food stuff it's not all like poli- i don't watch that much politics stuff it's just jordan peterson i listen to a few of jordan Peter- peterson's lectures and i He's find him well i find him fine but He's i can understand smart. yeah i can understand how if you are if he's the only thing that you open yourself out to, or if you are very young, or yeah. if you have like issues, um, but you know, he's sometimes I think, oh, mate, keep it light. You know, it's not as gloomy. I know it's all think. bleak and pain, it's isn't bleak. it? And well, then that's he was what like, I don't agree, not like agree with in sort of a moral sense, but in just a technical sense. You know, a lot yeah. of like a lot of the stuff he says. You know, I weirdly, I just I I read, I didn't even finish it actually. I found it really boring but his 12 yeah. book the 12 things to whatever, i didn't mind that i called. quite liked it it was kind of a bit common sense well some way, of but... it was but a lot of it was that whole idea that like that life is pain and all this stuff it, i think is a nonsense you know a lot of people often misquote that from buddhism and it's mm. not about life life isn't pain it's not saying that life is pain but the, that's not what the buddha meant it's all about attachment to life's trappings tends to cause pain but yes. like you know, I think a lot of people misquote it and then run with that and think that you know that's what life's meant to be, and it's like I, don't, I just don't agree with it. I think that's, there's no real basis for that, and that's what he bases a lot of his ethos on. So I just think 
I, I think, think he's very smart, isn't he? I think he's kind of right about what he says, but it's just a perspective, isn't it? You can you can listen yeah. to someone be a bit more lighter and positive. I, like, I really but like. I don't, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't like... think he's right about that. I think that's a f- crucial flaw in his whole his whole belief system, and which is a belief system as well. He's obsessed with like old mythology and all that, and I think mm. a lot of times that's just sort of just another version of religion and that, isn't it? Like, I just find, I find him to be. I find him quite interesting a person. He's a yeah. complex character. The fact that he ended up now he's fucking in a hospital bed because he only ate me. He's obviously a bit of a nutter. So His I daughter's very interesting. interesting as well. She's very similar to him. Yeah. She's very deadpan. She's got a YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, but I just I think I don't understand how he was elevated to that position of notoriety because nothing. It was the transgender thing that. really blew up, didn't it? For him, he, he, he yeah. Refused. Uh, like um he didn't refuse pronouns he he didn't like the law to make yeah. you say pronouns yes um but, but he again, got kind of misunderstood a little bit i do have a little suspicion that it was a bit of like you know he was sort of basically he set up a podcast didn't he after that a uh, patreon sorry after like the whole he notoriety out the O2, didn't he a couple of years ago and, but he apparently he was making when he first set up his patreon when he got a bit controversial off the pronoun thing he was making eighty thousand dollars a month from the patreon which makes me think even if he doesn't realize he's done it you're gonna start playing up to the to the character a oh bit, he's definitely it? made money since then yeah oh he's yeah. radicalized himself financially that's what, I th- that's what happens if some you know if i was on an 80 if i was on a wage of eighty thousand dollars a month yeah because if you because I, 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 I heard him talk for about, oh, God, it was such a long time uh, about how divorce has a detrimental effect on children. And he was doing it from such a place of blame. Like if yeah. parents, and then as, as a divorced mother, I was like, yes, yes, I know it does. I'm in that situation. But so does a bad um, marriage, though. I know, right? yeah, yeah, I know. So does a bad marriage. But I just thought, oh my God, why are you delivering this as you're the first person to understand that divorce? And then what you do if you're the divorced parents, like with any um, tragedy or catastrophe that happens uh, in life, you learn to cope with it and you learn how to carry your kids most safely through it. Yeah. It's not this apps, you've ruined your child's life by. Jesus Christ, my parents are still together and oh my God, life would have been so much better yeah. if they divorced, you know. Well, and it's also I like... It, I was 15 and it was like... Oh, you might have to edit that out. I feel bad saying that my parents have a bad marriage. No, don't but, um, it was all well, they argue. But oh, I was going to say that thing, again, I find that some, you know when people obsess about... Uh, like the good old days, and they say things like modern nowadays, or like the, the the family unit's broken down. That's why everyone, all kids are messed up and all this. And like, but then you forget like the old like two hundred years ago, most pe- kids wouldn't grow up with two parents because one of their parents would have died of syphilis or something. Died at old age at thirty two. Yeah, or like I just think it's always everyone always is obsessed with the old days, and actually. You know, there's a much sim- simpler reasons why kids... There are. And, you know, that. I would like to tell that Jordan Peterson man that this Christmas, my children and I are spending it with my ex-husband and his fiance, And we're so excited. We're going to have a lovely Christmas. Because we always have Christmas together. Usually it's my house. Yeah. But this year we're going to their house. And it is bloody brilliant, you know, because my daughter... So there's good, there's no, like, it's not, there's not a risk of five drinks in some first. Not at all. And comments starting an absolute. <laughs> and you must not get on well and with it... his new fiance then, you get on well I with... do, yeah. And um, so Christian's having an operation on Thursday and I'm going to pick him up from the hospital because he's got to have general anaesthetic and all of that sort of stuff. So that sort of 
partnership because you're parents it, it's still there like you know I feel I feel like Christian's my cousin now and yeah, sometimes yeah. why you broke up in the first that's what made this because he is my actual cousin um he does actually I mean he does look like my dad, especially now that he's getting older. Every, everybody says that our son looks just like my dad without, if they don't know Christian. Listeners would like, we can, we, we can say is people would know him if they've seen his comedy. Yeah. Uh, Christian Riley. Christian Riley. There was a he's, couple of um, our listeners at a gig that we did where Christian was on. Do you remember? Yeah, that's true. Brixton. Actually. Yeah. Do you know what? Can I say? I mean, this won't. I'll he's tell. A, I'm happy to tell Christian this uh, as well. But there was a. I a few, a few years back heard quite a funny apocryphal rumor about Christian. It isn't bad, but it's okay. about. There was a funny rumor that went around. Like, it was probably one of the ones that like. There was. I've, I've spread rumors in the past. I remember me and Jared Christmas once spread a rumor that Paul Chowdhury collects Paddington Bear memorabilia. <laughs> Just for a laugh, we thought we'd tell a few comics and see if we can spread it around the circle. Paul Chowdhury collects Paul Chowdhury member, really. <laughs> he collects Paul Chowdhury topless selfies. Um, but uh, there was a. I, somebody told me that Christian's cowboy hat uh, actually, and that the hair was all a one piece, and he was actually bald <laughs> underneath. And it was all a cover that he just put, he'd put his hat and hair on as he'd go out to. Oh, bless him. But I can attest he has a very good head of hair. Well, I can as well, because I once went to, um, I something, oh, I think I left something at a gig and he, he ended up bringing it home and I went to collect it from him uh, at his house and he opened the door and he just got out of the shower and he was in a towel and his hair was there attached to his head and wet. Oh. So, um, Did he have his towel around his waist? Uh, uh, just over his shoulders with his dick out weirdly <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't comfortable at all I said to him there's no way to walk around oh, and answer he hasn't door. changed no it wasn't the towel was around his waist and he he'd clearly like, I think I'd made him rush out of the shower and uh, yeah no he's he's caught he's um he's engaged to Corey Shaw who I call yes. my wife in law oh, and of course <laughs> no <laughs> Breaking news on TV podcast. Oh, oh, do you know what? I would love to see Paul Chowdhury settle down. You know, Paul Chowdhury is like the 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 son I never wanted. Did he like, start out together? Paul and I started out together, and he has been my best friend in comedy in all these years. And I don't know him any better, really, than the first day I met him. No. Um, but we've, <laughs> I feel I've always been like fiercely um, protective of him, and we've fallen out over the years as well. But he—he he literally is my that's, only that's friend. Weird. It's so easy to get on with. How does that happen with Paul Chowdhury? <laughs> <laughs> the most prickly man alive and i say that as a mate of his as well sometimes uh, to upset him i try and hug him oh god and uh, he just goes like really like yeah no he's and he comes around to my house not now obviously this everything i say is pre-covid yeah. um but it's right. <laughs> he came around once and it was a new year's eve party years and years ago my mum was there my mum was like is your friend okay because there was a party, people were drinking, <laughs> dancing. And, and uh, I said, oh, why? Because your friend Paul, he's just put the TV on and he's standing in the middle of the living room watching a quiet... Day. On the dance floor. <laughs> watching, <laughs> dance watching Home and Away. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find some footage of himself on telly somewhere. Oh. You see my special. <laughs> He's put his, he's he's casting it on from his phone. He's putting his special on in front of everyone. Um, 
he's a funny man though. He's a very funny man. He's a man. funny man. Yeah. So I've he's he's my uh, who else did you start out with? Didn't you work in a? I remember you telling me once you worked in a call center with some other people. From Alan comedy. Carr. Alan Carr. That yeah. was it. Yeah, so I worked in a call centre and uh, I was interviewing new callers and Alan Carr came along and I remember it's a very, very hot day and I was like quite freaked out interviewing people. It was only because the sort of manager, I think, fancied me. So he said, oh, come and hang out with me on Saturday and interview. And then he came in going, oh, I'm sweaty Betty. Darling, can I ask you for a glass of water? And I thought the fact that he came in for an interview and was confident enough to say... I'm a human being. I need a glass of water yeah, before we yeah. even start. I thought, oh, you're amazing. And then you I had to listen. Gin. Yeah. <laughs> I had to listen in on his calls to see how he was doing. He was doing really well. And he was completely off script. And I think he was work- working for Water Aid or something. And he was just going, um, well, anyway, there's this village in Africa <laughs> and they've got no water. They have one bucket of water. And then last week, this, this great big ox came and stuck his head in it. <laughs> great 20 pounds a month thank you i mean he would be he's, yeah, he's the perfect sort of person for call center work i did say to him you should be a comedian you're really funny and he went that's the plan i really so he'd already yeah because he i saw him really early doors went up before i started comedy i remember going with some mates to the boat show and yeah. um it was when i first got interested in comedy and i was thinking i maybe i'd like to do it one day and i went yeah. to watch it can't remember who else was on but he absolutely took the place apart. Like, so one of the best gigs I've ever seen anyone have. He was out amongst the crowd. He just, he was just so funny, and it was all so much Crazy. like riffing and messing around. But there was like a Hindu that he just really played with, and fuck, he was so naturally funny. He was, yeah. And we went to so the call center was in Farringdon. There was a pub around the corner, and it had uh, strippers in the afternoon. And me and Alan oh, the, went the Griff. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really. got a uh, membership. So we went stamped. It was just like a pub in Clerkenwell, and then um, in the breaks with the football, they'd have a stripper come along, and then they passed around a, a, a pint glass oh, to put I money do know in this place. Yeah, to put money in for the strippers and, and Alan mortgage payments. Um, and Alan was like, I, I can't donate any money because I wasn't titillated by it. Because, you know, we were like earning, you know, nothing at the call centre. We were skint. So we sort of, anyway, it was quite mad and funny. And yeah, he's, yeah. Who else did I start with? A lot of people, I get quite um, envious of the people who have started together and they're a gang and they're all mates. Yeah, yeah. Because when I started, number one, I had no social skills whatsoever. I was like a bit of a weirdo and I didn't really know how to make friends. And then uh, the people that I was friends with sort of gave up after a right. while. So yeah, I didn't yeah. make, like, there was a woman called Belinda Merriman I was friends with and she left. And then there was like Jimmy Carr and then there was Catherine Tate and um, Russell Brand. So they were the ones that I, and, and Dan and Palsy, they're the ones like literally in the, in the same month we started. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, did, I, I was a real weirdo. I wish I was a, I wish I was like I am now back then. That's a good because... lineup, isn't it, for an open mic night? That is, yeah. Yeah. Solid, yeah. I wish I'd kept more of the flyers. I've kept a few, like, you know, just like a little handbill of yes, who's I'm on. Really, I'm really, I, 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 I've been criticised by partners, like my ex-wife. And penis size. 
Yeah, that's the main criticism they say. Can you not just, you know, put get, get surgery to make it bigger? But it's uh, no, they sort of always, about how bad I am at keeping mementos from life. I'm, I'm, I'm a real sort of just sort of get rid of everything. Diet, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of there's something good about that though, isn't it? Like clean your clutter, like that Netflix. What's the Japanese lady? Marie Kondo. Yeah, it's pretty good. But it's mm. an ethos, so it's more of a thing that I don't like You've to. Got keep an attic. The past. I like to I like to die to the past and move on. Yeah. I always I look, I look I look I try and live in the present rather than the past, which I think is. Do you ever listen to? Um, he's a. There's a guy that I another comic turned me on to. Um, oh. say, that, say that again because it sort of went a bit. Oh, there, there's a sort of. Uh, I think he's a Buddhist philosopher that um, another comedian turned me on to, and his name is Alan. His name's Watts. Alan Watts. Yeah, Alan Watts. Alan, yeah, but yeah, Alan, Alan Watts has got some good stuff. He's so excellent. I before I went on, I'm a celebrity. I I listened to Alan Watts obsessively his voice is so nice isn't it yeah i need to anchor myself but i'm so with that thing of like when you're enjoying like i've got barely no photos of me at university but i all like everything about university all the life and all the people it's just there i don't need the photos yeah yeah and when you people whip out a photograph to take a, a picture and another thing is um that oh god why am i talking about this but i find some photos of Edinburgh back in the day, like in the 90s, where you've taken photos of people at parties or whatever that you wouldn't have now. All of those photos would be selfies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit weird to sort of wander around the loft bar taking photos, whereas (laughs) that used to be, yeah, used to be normal. Yeah. Um, But I'm not, I did keep a comedy scrapbook for the first few years before I, you know, kind of became established. So I have got you know, little bits and pieces, like the first ever listing I had in Time Out and stuff like that. But then you get, you know, it becomes abundant and, you, and it's a bit ridiculous to, to keep everything, especially as like, you know... Julian's got a... his, it was from uh, February this year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did my 21st gig with you, Shappy. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it was um, with uh, it was Chaz's gig yeah. in Petersfield. And then I never saw you again until a few years oh. ago, a few, a few weeks ago. What happened? Heartbreaking. <laughs> I know. I thought, oh, this guy was really cool. He was so funny. And then I never yeah. saw you again until you I think you were supporting. Were you supporting um, Sean? Chowdhury. Uh, Chow- Sean Chowdhury. Sean Chowdhury. <laughs> By the way, guys, I've got to tell you, I get so serious in podcasts, don't I? No, I just realised no. I've just led this conversation around really serious ways. This is the, the bane <laughs> it's of. It's not serious at all. That's what it's oh, okay. That's, that's... That's what it's about. It's fine. I get like really serious. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I didn't think it's been serious at all. Oh, good, it's good, good. Light light we should get I'm more worry. serious. Do you want to get more serious? What should we talk yeah. about? Serious. Are there any? Are there any issues or anything that you're going to? <laughs> I've got loads of issues. Loads of issues. Come on, unpack them. Unpack my issues. We could no, help. sorry. No, um, I. Have I've you ever done? Have you ever done therapy? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say no. Do not. I wasn't going to say. I was going to say you strike me as somebody who's over, uh, comfortable with dealing with it, your issues. You strike me as an open person. From yes, I see. I wasn't. I wasn't for so long, and then it all came out. 
That's it all came that's out That's what happened to my... me. I did that when did I went it? through a divorce. It all just came apart and I ended up in therapy and all sorts. Therapy's very good, though. Like... It's great. <clears throat> it's it's good really, to and, I still think in this country it's sort of... We still talk about therapy like it's that weird thing that Americans do. Do you know what I mean? And actually, having done it, it's quality and it's very, it's very it's, hands-on. It's... It's very indulgent, it's, it can be, can't it? But it's. Bit, um, but, but yeah, I don't. It has well, to be. You've is, got to talk about yourself. Yeah, yeah no, you no, can't no, go to therapy and talk about the home. Imagine that, <laughs> 10 minutes politics. in, your therapist goes, fuck you, all right, mate. <laughs> talking about your favourite films that year. <laughs> but, you know, like growing up, like coming of age in the 90s, right, where, where it was completely normal to, and even now, like to have a skin fall and get so trashed and have get blackout drunk and tell your friends, oh, fuck this guy last night. And uh, oh, God, and, and you all have a laugh about it. And then you have a three-day hangover and you're sick with the alcohol and with the shame of everything. But it's all put down to having a good night. But if you say to someone that once a week I go to someone to talk about my feelings, you're a nut job. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not add, add cocaine and beer and it's ah oh, that's just normal yeah. Normal night, yeah but i have i'm quite neglectful of therapy because i i found a really good therapist and i went to her like this after my divorce and she was like you have not scratched the surface and then anyway she got ill and then she couldn't see me anymore and i haven't found anyone since but i think i but i do 12 steps so i, I go to meetings oh, so so do i yeah ah i um, did them again in lockdown yeah, they they are crucial to me, and I think that's mm. part of um, being being able to talk about things a lot so easier. Do you do because... like ten, eleven, and do you, do you like meditate and stuff daily? And no, I've never got past step two. I've been going for like <laughs> oh. I've been going for you like fifteen the two, years. The two step program. I'm doing the two what's hang on? So what? Because I've never done twelve step things. Um, what's the what's what's step one? Well, step one is admitting, admitting to yourself admitting and you to a, a higher power that is, the thing is the admitting you have a problem is well, step is, one is, is not... admitting it that you're powerless over it and yeah. things are unmanageable. That's yeah, right. that's step one. Because step you two. can you can know you have a problem but think you can manage it. So yeah, step okay. one is actually agree. Um, admitting that you you're powerless and your life's become unmanageable. Right. Yeah. And anyway, and and. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? There, there is one step I can't remember that says like try not to talk about it in public because it does affect your recovery. If you, but I haven't done all the steps. But for fifteen years, I've been religiously going to the meetings and hearing people share. I've got a bit obsessed with. They're not obsessed. Basically, you just like hearing other people's problems. Is what Love you're it. It's so fascinating. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I'm quite really interested in Daniela Westbrook. Yeah. Um, and I watched an interview that she did with a guy called James English talking about her addiction. And that thing of that, it doesn't matter what your addiction is, whether you're a, a, an obsessive compulsive hand washer or you are a, a hardcore coke addict, yeah, yeah. you have common ground. And there's no, like you can be in a meeting both with somebody. both use bathrooms a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You can be in a meeting with someone that goes, I had a packet of crisps yesterday, I feel really bad. Or you can be in a meeting with someone in that same meeting with someone that hasn't eaten for a week. And there's no, you know, there's, there's no kind of mine is worse and yours is better. It's this place that you meet and you're just all human and you connect. What's step two, the one that you tend to just have have leveled out at? What's step, what is step two of Um, 12 steps? For the lady, it's, uh, it's, it came to believe that a power greater a than yourself power, can power great, you yes. to Thank sanity. You. 
Right. You're, you're, you're better at the steps than me. A power greater than you can restore you to sanity. So that I struggled with that initially because I'm an atheist. But that higher power thing, it can be, you know, whatever you want it to be. Like, and, and Mother you, nature. For me, it's 10-year-old me. Like, yeah. right. you know. What if it's, ten... uh, the higher power is uh, booze? <laughs> what happens then? Well, that's Where what then you Carl, should that's what go Carl to more Young than one basically. meeting a day. Carl Jung talked about like alcohol being a, like a fake spiritual experience yeah. for the alcoholic. And he said the only thing that can... That's why it's called spirit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he, he said the only thing that can combat... Like spirit contra spiritum. You need to find a power like a, a religion or a spiritual experience to overcome it. Yeah. So that's, he, he, yeah. he helped put together the steps. And what's step three? I just, I'm genuine because I don't know anything about them. Other step than three I is, take is a moral, uh, searching moral inventory. That, that's step four. It? Step three is... Oh, that's uh, awful. Sorry. God, I'm so... You're talking to the expert. <laughs> <laughs> what's the three? Thing is, yeah, step three is hand your life and your will over to the care of God as you understand him. Right. All right. In that case, I'm on step three. I've done step. I mean, I'm I'm all good with step three. It's what I've got stuck at every time is the fearless moral, moral inventory. inventory. That's yeah. basically writing down all of your resentments, fears, and sexual inventory. Actually, putting it to, on paper. Ooh. And um, that's what that's the work, isn't it? I started to do that with a sponsor. It was so painful. Yeah. It was so painful. It's very cathartic, um, though. Mm. Well, and you Maybe actually, I'll try it again. So, like, everything. You've got to try and write down everything you've ever, essentially, well, any, every like moral you do, problem you do, that you think you've any resentments, got. Any, oh, resentments. Any, yeah, so you start with resentments, then your fears, and then your sexual inventory. Why well, that'd be, I reckon yes. yours would be quite a lot there, <laughs> <laughs> I, I started reading I've mine four, out to my sponsor. pens have run out so far. <laughs> Your hard drive's full up. Um, I started to read terabytes. mine to my sponsor and she started crying. And I was like, oh man, this is just, this is just not. And also I find, I don't know how useful it is, this is to people listening, but I found Finding a, I find finding a sponsor really hard. You have to get like, somebody who knows what they're doing, though, because there's no qualification. You have to get someone who's armed with the facts of how to take you through the steps. Because there's a lot of um, there's a lot yeah. of like no what there's no one no one's monitoring it. You know what I mean? It could be anyone. Yeah. Could be well, some creepy old bloke. Well, years ago, I had a sponsor. Julian in twenty years. Uh, I had the sponsor and she was like um, she asked if she would could sponsor me which really isn't the way it should be and then she said she wanted to be a stand-up comedian next thing I know I've got her like gigs I've I've got a little writing credit on a show she stayed with me for a whole month for free in Edinburgh. Like, it was so correct. twisted. It yeah. was so, so twisted. Yeah, that's and the I opposite. was like, oh, that was, that was really, really bad. But um, <laughs> I, do you know what? I need to go again, I think. I think. Anyway, I'm glad. See, I told you, I take, the, I take conversations somewhere serious every time. Well, the steps time. are where the changes. Like, I, 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 I floated around meetings. I was going to meetings for years and, like, it was only when I started to hit the steps hard 
Like, because you used to hear about, like, they used to call them step Nazis or big book bashers. And I used to swerve mm. those kind of meetings and, like, mm. just, like, hearing people and stuff. But once you go, then I started to be, then I got into, like, a weird place, couldn't stop smoking weed and stuff. So I went back and just found a good sponsor that was kind of a step Nazi and just mm. take me through. Um, not an actual Nazi. But, um, <laughs> but it's funny, actually, the step four thing. When I first had a sponsor years ago, he said to me, you know, tell me you're the most thing you're most ashamed of to get that out of the way. Yeah. We were in a cafe in uh, Charing Cross and he said, I'll tell you what I, what was my thing. And it was really earnest and serious. Yeah. But I just stopped drinking and I was, felt all vulnerable. And, and he told me his thing. I don't know if I just say it. Will he listen to this? Well, no one knows his, there's no way of knowing his name. <laughs> he told me his other. thing, right? And I swear to God, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it was, and it, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was crying. Why was it fun? Was it just a, was it funny or was it just it so was bad? Funny, but he 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 didn't share the humor. Like he found it funny, but then you know when someone can't stop laughing, yeah, yeah, yeah like, definitely. Oh, like it was just so funny. It was to do with he grew up on a farm and a cow, and what he used to do. Oh God! Like, oh wow! Uh, as a, as a child, as a child, but yes. you know what I mean. But I just pictured this earnest guy that was like just a really nice guy. I think Julian, you and me are in different step groups. I think I, I, mean, I know they all have a common link. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You but you're in one that I, I used to go to. I should do again. I really should do. Oh my god. Oh no, this is what I've got now. I was so desperate to be on this podcast and have a right laugh, but now I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> I'm so neglecting my meeting, recovery. <laughs> I've neglected my recovery. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that just um just do it or don't do it, yeah. yeah. The lifts are broke, you've got to use the steps, they say. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate these, I like these, this catchphrase. <laughs> I like you all know that. Of all that. I've never properly like you forget everything around, I ever tell it. you. Every message I ever send to Julian in WhatsApp about some bit of admin we've got to do, he just forgets straight away. But he can just like literally word for word. I mean, I did, I did do, I did do a meeting every day before work in the city for like five years, and that's, that's been, my, my first one was like 2003. So, I mean, I've been around it for a long time. Yeah. Mm. I'll be your sponsor, Chappie, if you can get me some spots. (laughs) (laughs) Be my agent for a couple of years. You got a sofa. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that is the wrong way of doing it. Have you never thought about running running a a meeting, Julian? I do run one on a Sunday. I do you? Yeah, on Zoom every nine a.m. I didn't know you run it. I thought you. I didn't. I thought you just went. Well, to... I mean, running it, we're all we're all serving. You're the chair. I, I started it and okay. do the secretary of. So I host it basically. Uh-huh. You host the meeting. Oh, all right. You host it. Sorry. <laughs> yes, resident resident compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I just slam everyone in the meeting. <laughs> nice background. Nice tins in the background. Is that? Is that do, do I see? <laughs> But, um, but sharing sp- so hard though, like I shared considering- yesterday in one, and yeah. I haven't shared for a while, and um, yeah, it's 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 hard in it as a comic. So hard because at I, first I, I would try and make say them something laugh. funny, and everyone laughs, yeah. but but it looks like I'm 
And then the next time, I, oh, that was fun. I'll do another one. I'll say, oh, this will be funny. And whenever you, whenever you plan it gonna, to be funny, it just isn't. No, and then you've died. You've died, died <laughs> me and Me and my mate who's in it, who's you know probably, and he doesn't mind me saying Rob Collins was next to me yesterday. And he shared, and he went, how was that? I went, no, nah, it was shit. Come back now. <laughs> Just, it was new stuff, mate. Don't worry about it. And I did, and I shared it. It was like, he said that was good. You should headline next week. <laughs> oh, God. That's, surely that's the danger of being in it with somebody, a mate, though. Like, you're going to just. But it also keeps it light because it is yes. kind of, you know, you're helping. There's a guy in like two days sober that his life is fucked. And like, it's good to keep it light with them and it helps yeah, them more yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I have found that AA is the funniest of the. I spend most of the time laughing, like yeah. Yeah, because I I go to to several. I've got like one main one, and it's an eat, it's an eating disorder one. But I've, in the past, I've been to AA and SLA and places, and AA is I went always to SLA once. I found it odd, man. What's SLA? Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Oh yeah, really? I, I went with my yeah. mate. I just said like I keep. Like, I thought you were going to say I went with my mum. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to drag my mum there. Intervention. <laughs> I dragged my nan there because the uh, you know found a hard drive. Um, but the but thing I, is um, that there's a prejudice for sex addiction. People think it's like oh you can't have stop it. you can't stop having sex. But it's much more about um, like you you can't. But there's this one guy. And he said, this, sometimes someone says one thing and it really resonates with you. Like he was talking about going out with someone that wasn't kind to him. And he goes, but that's okay. I'm going to stay in this relationship because she's going to get nicer. Oh. I think a lot of <laughs> oh, people can. God, God. I just yeah. went, relate, relate. I related to that so much where you find yourself in situations where you talk yourself into the the idea. It's like with They're any going addiction. to change. Yeah. yeah. But do you know, because I, my, my, my cynicism for things like sex addiction comes from ha knowing some people that have tried pulling that one where they've sort of basically they've cheated on their wife or something. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, the thing is I'm a sex addict. It's like, hang on, no, you you just you just fucking are in a relationship you're probably not 100% happy in and you're slinging it around buying clothes. Sorry, honey, I'm an addict. Yeah, Spot whereas, you know, it's knowing some people, knowing people who are sex addicts who are heterosexual but they've, like, fucking end up getting noshed off by some blokes in a gay bar because they're pissed and need someone. There's sex addict addiction. Well, you won't bring there's... it up, man, on the <laughs> <laughs> each week we have julian sharing on patreon <laughs> uh, but no we do um you know there is that thing of people I, i'm i think the cynicism comes from people that try and abuse the idea of being an addict you know it's like it's like hearing you know i know we i know people that have said like have given up booze when they're 18 and they're like, yeah, no, I was an addict. I was, I was like going out drinking. Had a heavy weekend. Getting blind yeah. drunk three days a week, and it's like you were eighteen, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's I mean, I, not, I go back now to conclusions. I think, but that comes from people like people love having a story, don't they? Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing proper, I know proper people that have been every addict, addiction on earth, like to the yeah, to the point where they've been bottomed out. And like, I sometimes find it quite patronising when I hear somebody who is, you know, that is just try using it as a little cheeky little excuse to act like a bit of a bit of a knob. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I go back to meetings to um, like help. That's, you know, like not to sound virtue signalling. That's literally the program, though. So I do it. Yeah. For so 
I do it for yeah, me, the, essentially. But it the 12th helps. step is helping others. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly. you're doing that oh, as your it? own recovery. Yeah. Yes. To carry so the message, how yes. you recovered. And, and oh, seeing other good. people recover is, um, it is fucking profoundly incredible. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, it lights you up. I hope to get there one day, Julian. You I want to make it to step 12. I will. One You'll day. You'll be an excellent sponsor. One day. Would I? Yeah. yeah. I'm quite, so I'm quite people gigs, TV, writing credits. What other ones are there? There's Narcotics Anonymous, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. There's about a hundred of them. There's I didn't know about Slur, Gamblers Anonymous. I've been to CA and NA quite a bit as well. Um, it's CA? funny when you go to an NA meeting, though, like, or CA, some meetings anyway, like, not many of them have got a long time sobriety. What's like, CA? Yeah, sorry. Cannabis. Oh, Cannabis Anonymous. It's got its own group, Cannabis does. Cocaine Anonymous. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think it's MA, Marijuana Anonymous, isn't it? I I swear to God, I went to a MA meeting for uh, weed and nobody turned up. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, it was over East London. And the secretary was like 20 minutes late. It was just just me and the secretary sitting there. We did the meeting. But you know what, Carl, if if you're not, if you're, if you're in a city where you can't find your particular 12 step meeting, say if you're in AA, I I would just then go to any. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to Gamblers Anonymous if I don't have another meeting nearby that I can get to. It's almost like um, you're both addicted to being anonymous, guys. Yeah. And but you just well, sit there art, and listen. Artist anonymous as well, I think. Artists I think there should anonymous. be there should be a Twitter anonymous. Yeah. yeah I probably. found myself in um in my twelve step group talking so much about uh Twitter addiction. Uh, and I've you know, I've handed a lot of that over and I no longer discuss politics on Twitter. Yes. Because it is a road to uh, nowhere. It's stressful and, as well, isn't it? Like it's. it's I've not. Stress- I don't. I, the, the couple of times over the years that I've even ventured into using or to sharing an opinion on. Twitter, I use Twitter predominantly for being a silly arsehole and making jokes. But yeah. now, once in a blue moon, I will accidentally share something that sounds like an opinion, and suddenly you'd somebody will reply and you reply, and next thing you know, you're sitting in your house annoyed about yeah you're you're discussing with somebody you don't know. In some, yeah. you don't even know where they are and it's it's such yeah. a bizarre concept that you're annoyed about something that isn't actually happening really yeah, yeah or your yeah, partner yeah. or your kids want to talk to you and you're, and you're your going head. no hang on a minute hang on a minute i'm having i'm arguing with someone from scunthorpe yeah about something that doesn't actually matter really to either of us yeah yeah, and... <laughs> yeah this is mental <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insane isn't it it's crazy. is insane and it's just that brief <laughs> like if you're in a pub and someone says someone says something that you don't agree with you just adjust your opinion of them and move on yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. and also someone in a pub can like say something to me uh, that i really fundamentally don't believe in or agree with and then we just move on to a different subject that we do yeah, find yeah, common yeah. ground on and it's fine yeah. um basically as long as i'm in the pub i'm all right um and then <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then all this stuff yeah it, it's a time eater and a time waster and my son for his christmas list when he was about eight or nine he wrote um uh number f- present number three um mummy to stay off twitter for a whole week oh, and then present awesome. number five oh. he's like the only present oh. i really want is number four. Oh 
shit. Oh, I know, oh. I know, and I still didn't come off it. It was, yeah, it's an addiction. And you, I've had to you explain. Take a picture and, and tweet it. Yeah, I was like, oh, isn't this adorable? I yeah. retweeted that. You yeah. just blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> Mute him, man. <laughs> It is no, it's, I think, yeah, you know, I, I do think we're not far off having those groups now for social media. There like, is actually, there. I, I'm not going to say this about everything, but <laughs> there is an there is an anonymous group for social media. I've heard. What's it called? It can't be called SMA because that's a. I that's don't a know. I'll formula, find the details. Baby formula. <laughs> Isn't company. that just the the political party that um, Lawrence Fox has set up? SMA. <laughs> What is that? Yeah, I don't know what that guy is. I, 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 there's certain people that I think I look at, and it's not for me to judge, but I just think, oh my God, you're spending too much time on Twitter. Definitely. And I it's know. becoming Loads your life. And yeah. that these problems don't exist. The whole, this whole culture war that people are claiming exists only exists it's on online isn't it it's, it's totally. online very, yeah very no, rare, very every now and again a little bit of it sneaks into the real world and it mm. becomes a thing and it's sort of then we and then it gets discussed but most of it the large majority of it is just people it's on a little square thing on your oh my god lap, people just get annoyed yeah. about something so it's like when you hear about you see like a news article that's like people up in arms over something and then you actually look at it read it and they've got three tweets quoted. And what's happened yeah. is there's been a television show and three people have tweeted that this is disgusting. And somehow yeah. that's become a news story that three people out of the billions that are on in the world yeah. have got annoyed. And it's like this is none of it is real. It's all being Or like you get like la- lazy journalism talking. as well. Like you go on a programme or you or you're interviewed about something and then they'll go, Well, some people on Twitter felt so what the fuck does that mean? Some people on Twitter felt like BBC News does it in the morning now. You turn on breakfast news and they they sort of they've got a big news story about fucking Brexit or coronavirus or something. And then they go, so and so on Twitter said it it's just a person's like, I don't I didn't put on BBC News to know what that prick said. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I could have read my Twitter. own Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you tell me, you're the news. Stop quoting I us. Know. We, didn't, we, we watch you to hear what you fucking have for and us. And then there's certain things like, say, um, you know, like what I did with this show. I just kept tweeting about how much I loved it. And eventually <laughs> you relented and on, let mate. me on. <laughs> you can do that with a lot of programs. Like if you like go yeah. on about, you know, a certain TV program. And then if a television program is talking about that TV program, then invite you on to go and um, gab on about it because I wanted to desperately be part of this Doctor Who thing so I just went on and on about Doctor Who on Twitter and then uh, I got to go to like the uh, this uh, this like celebratory show of their anniversary and go to the after wicked. party in the Doctors. and that was you know I, I did that in quite a calculated way I probably shouldn't admit that publicly <laughs> but I just really wanted but to be part of the why not but that's ultimately mm. what social media should be. it should be a tool that you use for a purpose and you've used it to worm your way onto television shows yeah <laughs> no, but what i mean is really cool that's, that is an actual very that's that's when it, social media has a positive but like most of it is just nonsense and noise and a waste of time isn't it normally it is yeah. but in fact at least at least that had a positive outcome for once yeah, and I desperately wanted to be on EastEnders. I, I heard the podcast when you talked about your audition for EastEnders. I, was, I really wish I wish I got these, uh, that role. I it's my it's my thing that I needed to do before I die is be on EastEnders, and and I just went on about it on social media, and I even sort of like slid into the DMs of the producer. Oh my god! <laughs> and then eventually. 
they got in touch with my agent and so to Kim, ask can you tell Shappy to stop messaging her? <laughs> yeah, she's freaking out. We blocked out her. She keeps finding our. She keeps setting up burner accounts. I am quite. I am quite tenacious though. If I if I want something, I get. A, I do. I have very little shame in in running after it. But they sent That's me um, this thing saying, uh, "Oh, would Shappy be interested in writing an episode?" I was like, "I want to fucking write an episode. I, yeah, I, want I wouldn't write the be shit. in it." The day Shappy came to the square. <laughs> <laughs> the, day, the day they changed the name of Albert Square to Shappy Square. <laughs> That's going to happen before I die. Um, yeah. So good. that. So, so so sometimes it nearly happens, but not quite. I just the basically that they just did it to shut me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I writing an episode. Just kill. Uh, I think I was writing a book at the time, and it's 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 you know, it was time consuming, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't do that. So then, all, the, all their messages and they offer you something that they think is bigger and you're like, nah, it's not for me, actually. I ain't really got time now to be the producer of the show. But then, but then you do something like I'm a Celebrity and the, the, the way you make money from I'm a Celebrity is by really playing the game. Some food in and sell it. The yeah, cocaine and sell it. Um, you, you sort of try and... Uh, get yourself to a place where you stay in because I just sat on a log until they let me out yeah I didn't like you talk to someone about say I don't know um crisp flavors that was like you know and you go oh you know I've always liked like monster munch and then the person you're talking to is like yes 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 monster munch they're the best whoa whoa guys guys who thinks pickled onion and who thinks and and they're suddenly they're performing oh, yeah, and you're like, well, of yeah. course they are because this is a show and there's me the dickhead having a quiet little chat about crisp flavors and they're all performing and then what they do afterwards is they try and talk about you know i'm a celebrity and put their picture on their tweets yeah, about yeah, yeah. i'm a celebrity and then sell shit on instagram and get all of that and i knew that none of that was for me i knew that yeah, no one yeah. was gonna uh, pay me to any of that so i i did the opposite like after i came off i'm a celebrity i was done i never the next series came i didn't talk about it it was just something i did it was bought in my house, diary house and just go quiet go i have dark. to say i i'm i i didn't buy it outright i have to sort of put that out there i do have a whatever but um but it is um a weird sort of thing i once got offered i'm going to tell you this story a few thousand pounds it's yes. the only time i've been offered uh to promote to put one post up one on twitter one on instagram um for for these trainers so they my management said they're going to send you this trainer and then you have to talk about it I was like, two posts, six grand, right? Oh, That's all right? I was like, yes, thank you. I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> They're a swastika on the front. And anyway, long, long story short, running trainers, Adidas, right? Yeah, that's... But it was um, a pelvic floor trainer. It was Ooh. a little vibrating egg that you put inside yourself. And it vibrates and it stops you weeing when you jump. <laughs> yeah. Quite help, ha- helpful. Now, I didn't put two and two together. So yeah. I'm still, I'm still waiting. Do a woman's version? <laughs> what? what version? A woman's version. A woman's version. Um, I didn't realise. Uh, I'm still waiting for the trainers. And then I just, I thought this, this pelvic floor tightener was sent to me like oh, on, as a you know, gift as a gift <laughs> from an ex and, 
So I wrote some Tighten up, love. <laughs> it might never happen. Not with a fit. Up. Oh my god. <laughs> I was hoping we'd eventually talk about my vagina. It took a long time. But yeah, so then um, the whole time during you two banging on about twelve steps, I was like, "Where the fucking hell can we get onto the real thing? Can we wade through this fucking fodder?" Thirteenth step Um, better be your bloody fanny, mate. (laughs) But I didn't. um, I didn't get the money because I I I put up a piss take post. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and then they said, uh, and they rang me. My agent rang me in the evening. Oh, yeah take it down because uh they said that they'd wanted a positive post and so i didn't get the you money you owe them six grand <laughs> Absolutely. six grand ain't even gonna cover your legal bill oh what was i gonna write about well how was i gonna demonstrate how good it was like six grand isn't enough to demonstrate I mean, something like that I'd ram it up my batiel for six grand and <laughs> think do a song about it on instagram live. just open an only fans and just do it there <laughs> Um, keep up for a week so anyway i knew that that, um selling stuff on instagram isn't really my thing no it's not Um, i'll do it if they're listening i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna Um, tell you loads of gossip now and now it's near the end i didn't even tell you any gossip um there was a post i read just regarding that social media thing there was a post i read this morning it said um the foolish man who hasn't got a phone sitting by a waterfall not knowing what he should be annoyed about i totally yeah. misquoted it but it was nice though the, you, it you know makes what I mean? sense yeah we understand yeah the, the, the yeah or as my my friend put it it's like the internet is finding out that lots of people are doing stuff in the world without your permission and yeah, you're getting yeah, pissed yeah. off by it it's like ah oh, it's uh it, and it is so, our generation, I think, that's um, most messed up by it. I don't think the younger people I know aren't as into it. The ones that have grown up with it, it's, it's yeah, new to us. It's more blah, yeah, they're more yeah. blase about it. The very young yeah. ones. Yeah, they're like, not remotely as yeah. into it as our generation. We need to get them into it. We <laughs> <laughs> need to ruin their well. lives. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, because I had this thing. Because my my boy, just tell you this, I was how, on this. How old is he? He's 13. So he's but I um I was on this WhatsApp group, um, this mum's WhatsApp group, and I got into such trouble. They're my friends, and I hope they don't listen to this because we're still we're friends again now. But um one of them put this um post up of her husband um putting up the washing. He put up the washing and she said, Look, not a single one of mine or the kids washing, and he's done the washing for the first time. <laughs> And her point was he hasn't <laughs> done any of us. But all of the other women on it were going, Big up. oh, my God. No, yeah. They, they, they weren't. They were like, oh, my God, you've got him so well trained. Oh, my God, I've just shown my husband. He's like, oh, his own she, she's alive. <laughs> so I said, girls, can I write about this in my column? Now, I'll be honest with you. I've got a column every Friday. And when I'm on tour, sometimes it gets written on a train in a hurry, yeah. right? So I said, can I write about this in my column? And they're like, yeah, it'd be funny. We'll be in Shappy's column. It'd be hilarious. So I wrote this column about how, you know, I've always like when me and Christian broke up, I realized, oh, my God, he did all of the washing. Right. So I sort of said, blah, 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 blah. But the like the heading that they put on 
washing um, on um, columns, the clickbait headings and nothing to do with what you've actually written. So the headline was, I love my mum's WhatsApp group, but sometimes it feels like they're living in the 1950s. Oh, that's brutal. They were so upset with me. Yeah, but that shows like that's a testament to when people get... A lot of people fall for that online when they yeah. get annoyed about an article based on the headline and they start They've having not a go read at the journalist. Or not even though they, they have a go at the journalist and the journalist has to say, I didn't come yeah. up with the, the headline. They, and they I, and I was just, I had to apologise to them. I was crying. It was really awful. And then uh, and then I just didn't really know if I was welcome on the WhatsApp group because oh. the only reason I knew I was they were annoyed with me is because I said, oh, hi guys, I'm defrost- defrosting my freezers. Anyone get any room in their freezer for my stuff? There was no reply, and oh, eventually, not, was... in our, not in our 90s freezers. No, <laughs> next, week's, eventually... next week's article should have been those dumb bitches have kicked me out of WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> no, but someone went, Oh, so we do do housework, do we? Uh... I was like, oh. So, anyway, but my, my boy, I was so upset. My boy, just he's 13, he just went, Mummy, let's end this nightmare, and he went on WhatsApp. And he went, Shappy has left the group. He exited me that from the is, group. But then that's oh, a, that to it. them, they've just gone like, that's the end of the world, isn't it? That's We're all fine now. That's out of a conversation. <laughs> no, because he just got sick of me going on about it. He goes, right, so this is something that's happened on a WhatsApp group. And on your column, it's gone online and you've mm. got obsessed with it and you need to like just get out of this, you know, anyway. Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, right, we will wrap it up now. Uh, we don't sign up to our Patreon, go. guys. It's not social media. It's true. It's a whole new. We're starting our. So, are you two like my my proper friends now that we've done this? Because that's the only yes. reason I did this because I wanted to be like proper we're, friends with you. So you want to start so, a WhatsApp group? We're soulmates. Can we? I'm not on any comics WhatsApp groups. I keep hearing about not? them. No. I'm only. I'm, I'm, in, on a, I'm in a couple, but like they're yeah, they're good. You know, I'm, any, I'm not in any big ones. I was in one are for there, a while. Are there big ones? Well, no, there I is mean, a like, there's a there's a woman's WhatsApp comedian, women comedian one, isn't there? You're not in that one. I'm not in that one. <laughs> oh, because I I'm in the. <laughs> <laughs> are you in that one? Have they got you and not me? Yeah, he's under your name. In a trying to sell to sell vibrating <laughs> eggs, <laughs> trying to shift trying to shift some units. Uh, Every, uh, most a lot of women comics I've asked aren't in it, so I don't know who is, but I'm I know there's one. I, I, I've just got, it's just I've got messages between me and Paul Chowdhury, and that's the closest I have to a comedy WhatsApp group. He, he's just the photos, though, isn't he? Just replies with like a a meme. Oh, there's, there's some people. I've got yeah, I know loads of people that are like that. Just. Can no, you put me in? Can you add me to a group? And I promise I won't say anything. I mean, you'll not hear a word from me. We will. But I just, I just want to feel like I've got some comedy friends. Well, we're going to start a WhatsApp group with our um, patrons as well, so we'll add you to that as well. Yeah, we Please add me. That. That's just for comedy gossip and stuff. So you can, you can chip in with some gossip. I've got so uh, do you want me much to add gossip. you to the comedians golfers WhatsApp group. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's quite a. I'm in a mixed martial arts one with about. 25 other comics UFC I'm starting martial arts the minute um, lockdown starts I'm doing jiu-jitsu um, we're Brilliant. also me and Julia are in one called uh, Nutter Comedian Watch, which is good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you add me to that as well? You can yeah. do. Uh, it's uh, that one is normally just made up of screenshots of uh, comedians online and what they say when they're a bit. Mm-hmm. So and you definitely know them. 
Yeah. I uh, promise, honestly, you won't hear a peep out of me. I won't. I, do, I will just sit there. I'll be like I was on I'm a Celebrity. I'll just sit really quietly and observe. I just I feel so left out. I feel so left out because everyone keeps talking about comedy WhatsApp groups. There's not. I think it's just every little, there's little cliques that have them. But like, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a couple or just with some close mates, but there's not, I don't think there's, there's no, I don't think there's any mate. There's not one that's got every comedian in it. So imagine that would be horrendous. Oh God, horrific. Oh God. Right. I just want, want one that's really naughty and irreverent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in a few of those. Just message me. Um, Thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. I'm sorry really I made fun. it so serious. It wasn't no, that. it was lovely. Yeah, no, it was good actually, because I genuinely don't yeah. know anything about the Twelve Steps other than the little snippets I hear off Julian and a couple of other friends. But like, actually, I think people who don't know anything about it would like to have heard well, do, some of the do steps. Do you know what? Just I know we're finishing, but I need to tell you this. Um, <laughs> when I um, I went into recovery, and then my career went good. Yeah. And so many journalists have asked me, like, um, oh, you were kicking around treading water for like a decade. What happened? And I have to be really honest. Well, what happened was I sort of pulled my head out of the toilet yeah, and yeah. started to live life. And it, it had such a the tw- going into meetings had such a dramatic effect on my career uh, because I, I well, not career life. Because yeah. Life's not happening. So. Um, so whatever, whatever. So it's quite, it's quite cathartic to speak about it openly because I yeah, don't yeah. often. Yeah, definitely. A girl, he was an addict. Oh, I should mention my novel. Can I mention my novel? Yeah. Um, thank you. It's called Nina's Not a Cane. It's about a 17-year-old alcoholic. And um, every journalist asked me if she's based on me. And I lied. And yes, a lot of it is based on me in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so, but don't tell anyone I told you that. Okay. What's the novel called? Because I just missed that title. It's called Nina's Not Okay. Nina's Not Okay. Yeah. And um, people, Get on can Amazon, find, people. people can find you on social media, but please don't message you because we're trying to keep you off it for your child. <laughs> um, and that's it. You it's can find Chappie in various WhatsApp groups. We're going to add her to. You uh, two are so funny. Thank you for your lovely podcast. It really entertains me. Oh, thanks. thanks for coming on. And thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next time. Yeah, I'm changing the podcast. I think you, 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 I